This job. We try to save as many people as we can. Sometimes that doesn't mean everybody. But you don't give up. New York. Washington, D.C. Sokovia. Okay, that's enough. Captain, people are afraid. That's why I'm here. a day, a day unlike any other, when Earth's mightiest heroes found themselves united against a common threat. And on that day, the Avengers were born to fight the foes no single superhero could withstand. And on this day, episode 007, we discuss Captain America's Civil War. Whose side are you on? Well, Lee, I think the question actually is, whose side are you on? Captain America all the way. How about you guys? Well, Clarence, what do you think? Uh, I'm, I'm team uh, uh, Batman v Superman. Is that a choice? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. No. Absolutely. Although this thing about uh, who's, whose mother is who, uh, you know, comes up again. In, uh... Team Martha. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cal, who's who, who Team Martha in the... The Marvel Universe too. Yeah, but 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 but, but you never but you never answered. Whose side are you on? Uh, definitely on Team Cap. You know, I I don't like rules. I don't want to be defined under some statute uh, defined by the government. I'm a rebel. Okay, yeah. Team Cap. What about right. you, Cal? Um, Got to go with Team Cap, even though I could see you know both sides. But I I have to at the end of the day, yes, Team Captain America, one million percent. Awesome. Also, Cal, before we really get started, you had an interesting uh, something happen at a comic book store this oh, week that you uh, want to talk about? Yes, and I actually want to kind of give a shout out to a gentleman. Lee has heard a little bit about this story because I shared it with the Podshock uh, people, but I also wanted to share it with you and well, with Lee again as well. And also, again, like I said, give a shout out to this gentleman. So, as we all know, Wednesdays, our comic book day. I am in the comic book store here in Richland, a, a comic commander on 51. I'm there about 1145. So you've got people in front of me, people behind me. You know, I'm talking to the guy that owns it. We're having a conversation. I actually think we were talking about Captain America's Civil War. The gentleman behind me says, hey, do I know you? And I say, Something like I think I say no, I'm not. I don't think so, or something to that effect. And then you recognize says, your voice, right? He said, "Yes, I recognize your voice." And so <laughs> my my thought was, "Okay." And so he started asking me. He said, "You know, could I ask your name?" And I said, "Sure." You know, Kyle Jones. And he said, "You wouldn't be the Kyle Jones from Podshot, would you?" 
And at oh, the, that is crazy. That was so cool. Um, Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. And you said no on the Kyle Jones of discussing who. Well, <laughs> I did. I did. I will tell you. I did tell him. I said, look, if you like comic books, I'm also involved in another uh, podcast. We talk about and I talk, you know, talk this up. So I want to give a shout out to Matthew because I told him that he might hear about it himself at some point. So he's probably not expecting this. So, Matthew, you know, thank you again for making my day on Wednesday, and I uh, appreciate it. So I hope you enjoy this show. So, again, you know, thank you very much. So, yes, that was, that was you know, totally out of the blue. I personally don't like the sound of my voice, So, but this, uh, the fact that somebody did recognize me totally from my voice over something that is done, you know, had nothing to do and came completely out of the blue, totally made my day. So that was a good, good Wednesday in addition to getting comic books. So thanks for asking, Clarence. That's awesome. So anybody that's and here's listening. A, here's an insight from the, uh, from the world of the uh, live theater and radio, and I can tell you, Nobody likes the sound of their own voice. Well, thank you. <laughs> so, well, yeah. you know, what is it that I yeah. often have said, Lee, whenever I grow up, I want to sound like you? Yeah, you're so kind. Yeah. Okay. And I don't get that because who in their right mind? Who yeah, indeed. So, so yeah. for, for anybody, you know, and another thing that I've noticed when listening back to our episodes, count how many times, and maybe someone listening can send us an email or tweet us or something uh, to that effect. Count how many times I say the word so uh, in an episode, especially before I started noticing how many times uh, that I actually say it. So you're right. No one. So how many times is it? I don't know, but that's, you know, I, I would be interested to find out because I don't like hearing yeah. myself say it so many times. So, um, so. Having, having said that, anyone listening, here's, here's kind of how we're going to do tonight. We want to go ahead and let you know from the start spoilers 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 we're not going to do a review and then get into spoilers because i would rather just unless these gentlemen have any other objections to it i'd rather just get into talking about the movie itself so guys what do you think that's what the name of the show is let's do it okay yeah well well, let's do it um civil war so let's start it from the beginning we're in uh what was it laos uh where, where were we at the very beginning? And I should know. I just saw it today. Yeah, well, you should have taken notes. Yes. Well, I, well, they wouldn't let me turn my phone on. So, um, <laughs> you know, and gosh darn it, didn't have paper. Exactly. Well, regardless of where they were, we have an accident. So what did you think of that scene? Uh, Lee, I'll let you start. Oh, dear. I was afraid you were going to do that. Um, <laughs> let's see. I saw this. I saw this. uh Yesterday, so you'd think that I would also remember well. There's an accident. Of course, yes. Um, It's interesting to me how often um, in films today, um, big plot points turn around buildings falling down or people being crushed inside buildings and things like that. And and I, you know, I I thought after September 2001, we'd probably never see that on screen again. And um, and in Man of Steel, I said, "Wow, this is gutsy. This is." This is going to be a PTSD trigger for thousands and thousands of people, but it now seems to be what we do. We drop buildings on people in their movies. It's uh, it's amazing. What do you so. what do you what do you think, Clarence? Uh, I mean, the, the implications that kind of play to the rest of this movie. 
um, I don't know if I really buy that as being a plot device to have to pit these two characters against each other. Um, it, it's it's a necessary fallout of superheroes fighting supervillains. That also I think so. I mean, I don't I don't think it really can be avo- avoided, but at the same time, like Lee just mentioned, this is kind of still seeing things, buildings blow up. It's kind of been the main driver, especially in the DC movies lately. So um, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, again, it's kind of the pivotal point, this along with what happened at the end of the last Captain America. I'm sorry, uh, the last Avengers movie yeah. kind of yeah. puts the, the wheels in motion to, to uh, give us the setup for the rest of the movie. You know, and I understand from the perspective of not all Marvel characters are even introduced in the movie universe, let alone not even getting into the who owns what property. I'm just going by the simple fact of not everyone has been introduced. But having said that, I understand that you had to take a character that was somehow familiar. I did not like the fact that it was the Scarlet Witch. She's one of my favorites, and I know it had to be someone, but you were trying to do something good, and you were doing the best you could, and you basically were punished for it. I did not like that part. So how familiar are either of you with the comic series or the miniseries for which this was based? Uh, Not really. Not at all. Um. Okay. Having said that, uh, let, let me kind of give you some insight into how the comic version of Civil War started and the premise behind it makes a lot more sense in the, in the sense of whose side are you on because that was the entire marketing campaign behind Civil War in the months preceding it uh, for the comic was whose side are you on? You know, are you on this side or that side? You didn't know until issue one what that trigger event was that made you choose a side. And here's basically what happened. There was a team of teenage superheroes called the New Warriors. And this version of the New Warriors basically was shooting a reality TV show, showing their exploits, doing what reality TV shows do, but fighting, you know, supervillains. Well, they were fighting a supervillain named Nuclon, and he's cornered, he's about to be captured, and as a person who can explode would do, he exploded. Massive damage. Well, where he exploded with massive damage happened to be outside of an elementary school. And oh wow! Like I think it was in the comic. I think it was like three hundred or something middle, you know, elementary, middle school children, teachers, and whatever were killed because of these um, teenagers, teenage superheroes seeking fame, and that then spurred the Superhero Registration Act, which is along the same lines of you either work for Shield or you work. Uh, or you retire, basically. And Iron Man went with S.H.I.E.L.D. Captain America went with, you know, the Resistance. So at that point, the movie kind of moves into the same 
direction, but that trigger event for the comic had a lot more, in my opinion, meat than did she was trying to do something good and she did the best she could. And, you know, yeah, I was going to say, I think the the biggest difference in the movie universe versus the comic book is uh, we've been embedded in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's more of a uh, culmination of, of events over the past movies that have kind of led us to this point rather than just that one scholar, which uh, event that happened at the beginning of this movie. I agree. Lee, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, it may be a little sad to see it, all this kind of put on Wanda's shoulders, too, but I I guess um, I thought that was a... It's a, it's a necessary plot point <clears throat> from the, from that script's point of view, and it, it looks like it's going to set up um, what we hope to see in the future with her relationship with Vision. You know... So it gave an excuse for them to sort of be uh, under lock and key together and which I really liked. Yeah. So, yeah, so fans of, of those comics from way back were saying, oh, I see what they're setting up here. This is nice. <laughs> so, All right, Clarence, do you know where we're going with that? No, I do not. <laughs> uh, the Vision and the Scarlet <laughs> Witch are actually in the, well, uh, not anymore. They're divorced now, but at one yeah. point they were married. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so a lot more Vision and Sweaters is what I'm Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's right. And um, <clears throat> they've all—they also have children. Now that's weird. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. That is one fully functional android. So. Yes. And uh, <laughs> the simple fact that um, they have children not only—and—and—and um, and, and that brings me to well, like they cannot have have children in this universe simply because of how they've described her powers. So I'd like to talk about that for a minute. You know, they've never referred to her technically as the Scarlet Witch. They just referred to her as Wanda Maximoff. So, you know, I got from this movie and, you know, and I got from Avengers and she even says that I can move things with my mind. She's not Jean Grey. She's not a telekinetic. She's a witch. I mean, probability. And that, um, you know, that I don't necessarily like. You know, I know it's easier to explain, but if they're going to have Doctor Strange, why can't she also have magical-based powers? You're right, but you know why you know why this has happened, right? Oh, right, because she's, why not, she's not why she's not a mutant, right? Because we don't own uh, the mutants anymore, so to right. speak. Right, the mutant universe is is over at Sony, so mm-hmm. yeah. But but so, even yeah, if she was yeah. a mutant, I mean, even mutant or not, you know, she could still. Um, you know, Doctor Strange is not a mutant, but he's going to be magic based. Yeah. Do you, so why not do you think they'll stay faithful to that, though? Or say that again, please. Do you, do you think they will stay faithful to that when when the movie comes out? Mm, it looks like it. Okay, I'd be interested to see what they do on that. Oh, you mean the Doctor Strange is? It's yes. Magic. Oh, yeah. they try to explain oh. it off as something else. <laughs> mm, that that had never crossed my mind. Interesting. And, 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 you know, if you go back and read up a little bit on Dr. Strange, uh, you know, I know we're going off on a tangent here, but, but it's, hmm. it's relevant, I think. Um, if, you, if you go back and you look at when Dr. Strange was created and look at especially the way it was drawn, it, it was drawn for people who were tripping out on stuff. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, seriously. Yeah. For me, it was a way of tripping without drugs. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, but if you look at yeah, the, I, um, if you look at the way it was drawn, and if you look at the psychedelic-looking colors and the wibbly yeah. wobbly shapes, and they were showing the um, city of New York and and the ancient ones saying in the preview that they showed before Captain America started, they said something. You know, she said there are so many variations of things that you don't see or something to that effect and you see all these wibbly wobbly changey wangy um things of new york uh no doctor who pun intended but um you know i just thought that was cool yeah. reminded me a lot of inception actually the trailer it, it's uh, too on the nose for Inception to me. In fact, I'm like, wait, what? We're, we're crossing <laughs> the streams here. What? Which franchise is this? <laughs> you know, but 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 before we move on to another character, I want to. Uh, since we were talking about Vision and Scarlet Witch, I was reading while we were waiting on getting started. I found a website called Looper L O O P E R dot com, and it had uh, biggest plot holes of Captain America: Civil War. And one of those was, why wasn't the vision in the first battle? And, you know, they gave no explanation for that, except the idea that they posed. He could have prevented, perhaps, the explosion by flying him up or something to that effect, and that would have prevented the warrant of having Wanda be responsible. Well, that's right. So... All right, That's so story reason, but yeah. So, Clarence, I'm going to t- put the table over or put the mic over to you, and which which part character would you like to go for next? Uh, do you want to go by set pieces or scenes, or just just it, go to the next it, character? It, it's up to you. Free uh, reign. Well, I guess we could talk about uh, every everybody's favorite friendly friendly neighborhood uh, superhero. <laughs> yes. Oh, the Spider-Man stuff was so good, so good, isn't it? <laughs> uh, not only the fight, which was in the 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 uh, airport set piece, which was by far the best, uh, what twenty minutes of of superhero action we've ever seen on screen, but when when uh, Tony Stark went to his house and uh, kind of we got introduced to this Spider-Man, which. Reminded me a lot, a lot, a lot of to- Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I don't know if his his cadence is the way he talks, but he's more of the nerdy Spider-Man than the uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man that we got the last two movies. But he reminded me a lot of Tobey Maguire, and I I I, I loved him. Uh, not only when he was Spider-Man, but when he was just talking as Peter Parker, he was the perfect uh, mix of nerd and. You know, even in his room, all the gadgets and the old tech and stuff that was in his room is just great to see. Great to see, and him and him and uh, Tony Stark on screen together. They had great chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. W- what did you think, Lee? Oh, that that this is my favorite part of the film too. And I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, wow! Without violating anybody's confidence, you know, I, I have a good friend who's working on the next um, movie in the franchise. Interesting. And uh, and he had uh, he had said to me, uh, he said, I know that you love the Steve Ditko Spider-Man, the original, you know, <laughs> from the dawning days of that comic, and you are going to love this. He said, wow. uh, Peter is, for one thing, wait for it, 15 years old. And I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, 
I had that a little bit set up for me, but I it's still it's it surpassed my expectations. This this is the film Spidey that I've always been wanting. All right, so let me uh, ask you this: Is the guy that's playing him now, Tom Holland? How old is he? Is he really fifteen, or is he older? I think he's really fifteen. Or, he should he's plays in fifteen, but yeah, yeah, he's in that age area. And because like before before no, this, ahead. I saw videos of him on uh, Instagram. Where he was just like doing acrobatics and stuff. So he was like running and flipping, doing parkour type type stuff. Uh, he's really athletic. At least he was at some point. So um, it, it, it's going to be great to see him. And 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 not only the introduction to him, but we got a lot of background that they didn't necessarily even have to go into in this movie. They kind of showed his web shooter and you know talked about him making it and uh, showed his crappy suit that he had at, at first. So a lot of things they really didn't even have to go into in this movie. They just did such a fan service to go into those things and kind of give us a uh, uh, great, 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 uh, a great character. And, and uh, you know, we saw some surveillance surveillance footage of him doing pretty cool stuff. So, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. He, he fit in perfectly with the... Uh, with the Marvel Universe, and I hope they keep that going in a strong relationship. Yeah, I think they will, especially since, uh, you know, I've read that uh, Tony Stark will be in Spider-Man Homecoming. So, you know, that's that's a plus right there. But the way they brought him in, it did not seem to me like they were trying to force Spider-Man into the mix. It seemed very flowing, and you d- and they didn't do what a lot of superhero movies do of, well, we're having a fight now, so let's have a spider get out and bite him and make him be Spider-Man so that he can fight it to the end. You know, Just in it, time. Right. Yeah, I mean, another thing so great about it, most of the other superheroes didn't even know who he was. Right, <laughs> like, exactly. Who was this they dude? Wouldn't. Why would they? Yeah. Because he said he had only had his powers six months. So yeah. this is technically Spider-Man's public debut, because he was basically in a, as Tony said, a onesie until then. Right. But yeah, the chemistry between, well, you know, him and all of them. And I think, wasn't it, uh, was it Captain America or was it the Falcon that said, you know, we don't normally talk this much during a fight. It was the Falcon. Yeah. Okay. It was the Falcon and Bucky. They were fighting them. Yeah, that, that was, and, and speaking of the Falcon and Bucky, I like the chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. Oh, and well, let me just say one moment. The scene where uh, Spider-Man goes to put, uh, I mean, Bucky goes to punch Spider-Man, and he just like grabs his hand and looks at him weird. <laughs> that was just yeah. too great. You have a metal arm. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but but I think that's something that the two previous versions of Spider-Man, you know, both brought their own thing and were, in my opinion, both of them were successful at it. But this guy brings this sense of no pun intended once again, but amazement. You know, this is like a literally an amazing Spider-Man kind of feel to it. Because everything to him was like, oh, cool. You know, look at yeah. what I'm doing. Oh, cool. Hey, he's a kid in the candy store. like carbon nanofiber? Or, that would explain <laughs> the weight, but I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, uh, when we get giant man, he just looks up and says, holy, yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so let's, let, let's jump then to... to Giant Man, uh, Ant Man, uh, key scene, the the fight scene. So maybe 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 we don't want to jump to Giant Man so quick. Let's go back a little bit. Let's talk about Black Panther. 
So, yeah. uh, Clarence. So, yeah, so let, let's run a, a bit of the story that we kind of skipped over. So, um, the, we get introduced to Black Panther and his father, and they're having some type of political hearing or convention, I don't know, something, some some meeting. And an explosion happens, and it takes out his father. So, right then, he's on a warpath to try to figure out who did it, and he's not going to stop. And he basically, the rest of his movie, for him alone, is about finding out who killed his father. And and um, the team he sides with is the, his best chance of doing that. So, that's basically his focus for the rest of the movie. What did you think, Lee? I, I was just so happy with the way all of these uh, these other characters were introduced, and and I don't know if we want to get into comparing it with uh, the last movie we reviewed. Sure, but, uh, go for it. This is how you introduce a large team of other characters, as opposed to the clumsy, stupid way that we saw it try attempting being done in uh, Batman v Superman. You don't watch them on video. Let's make them integral characters. And I know it's not a Justice League movie that Batman v Superman isn't. You know, we're we're going to get to that. But, but this was not Avengers. Still. This was Captain America. Well, that's right. It's a Captain America movie. Yeah. But I have been wondering for a long time if we're going to be able to bring uh, T'Challa into the into the <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe and how exactly we're going to do it. And I thought this was just dead on perfect. Yeah. I love the establishment that there's always been a Black Panther, and that he has been prepared to take the reins, but he didn't know when it was going to happen. But when the moment comes, he knows it, you know. And and I don't think we judge him for his, his motivation being vengeance either. No, I don't think so either. And I think for him, and I'm going to piggyback on what Clarence said, he was not on Team Tony, he was not on Team... Um, um, Steve, he was on <laughs> he, he team Black Panther. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and in the climax of the film, I, I, there's this big fight. Of course, the fight that we've been sort of waiting for, and I and I, I think I actually said it out loud in the theater, you know, because I don't monitor my own thoughts sometimes. But I said, "Where's Black Panther?" <laughs> and it's because he has already yeah. figured out what's happening, because he's not on Team Cap or Team Iron Man, and he can go deal with the actual real problem. Right. He knows what's happening. And I love the fact that that makes him cooler and smarter than the, the two boys who are brawling downstairs. Right. I agree. 100% I agree. Yeah. I just <laughs> thought, what a what a beautiful grace note for that character. Oh, so. yeah. And, and just, I want to make a quick comparison to Batman v Superman. Like, Bucky is is probably the darkest character in this whole movie. Or he should be. That's the kind of role that he's given. But still, he's still the funniest. He's still likable, and and he's he's supposed to be the bad person, right? But right. you can't stop. Well, can't well not, not like necessarily. Him. He's a good person being controlled by Hydra. Uh, it's a matter of opinion. He well, was, okay, yeah, yeah. He was Captain America for a while. Well, that's so, right. Because after civil, at the end of Civil War, the comic, it ended with at, at the time Captain America's death, and uh, after that. He took over the, the reins of being Captain America for a couple of years. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Well, I was kind of just saying in this universe, he's kind of still not seen as. I mean, even when there, there's the implication that he may have done something wrong, he's blasted all, blasted all over the news airwaves and stuff about fine Bucky Barnes. You know, the Winter Soldier has done this. Blah blah blah. 
But man, he's still more likable than anybody in Batman v Superman. I mean, just <laughs> exactly. I mean, he, the the yeah. moment when him and Falcon are looking at Cap getting his kiss is like yeah. one of the best yeah. moments in the movie. I mean, they Marvel does something to, to make all their characters. They do have a villain problem, I will say, but they do something with their core characters and still make them very very likable. I mean, wow. Okay. These guys will hang out with. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to give you an. I'm going to give you an opinion on, on based off of what you just said. The difference in Superman, Batman, and the movie that we're talking about tonight, in my opinion, in regards to the characters for the way you just described them, Superman and Batman, regardless of what their characters are supposed to be. The tone of that movie was intended to be dark and grim and gritty. So, therefore, the characters had to adjust to the tone of which the movie was supposed to, quote-unquote, be. The characters in Captain America Civil War, however, were the characters that they were supposed to be, whether they were supposed to be industrialists, whether they were supposed to be imperial, whether they were supposed to be espionage, whether they were supposed to be uh, fill-in-the-blank bright-eyed 15-year-old kid. They were individuals coming together in a story, not a, this is intended to be a dark story. It may have been dark, but you still had the characters written with their own individuality. That's, That's my take on it. I couldn't put it better myself. The characters generate the tone of the film as opposed to the tone of the film being superimposed on the characters. Yeah. yeah this film does it right in every way that Batman versus Superman does it wrong. Agreed. Agreed, agreed, agreed. It's a good point, Clarence. What What do you guys think of the impact of, <laughs> and just because, again, we're referring to Batman versus Superman a lot, the Martha moment of this movie? It, it to me it was just I did not see it coming. I did not. So what was what was the Martha moment in in your mind? Uh, I, I don't. I didn't see a Martha moment. Oh, you did. Okay, well, do, candidates. Like so. What? Yeah. What do you? What do you? Well, think well to me, the number one candidate is when uh, the reveal when Tony Stark finds out that Bucky killed his parents. Yeah. I I I didn't see that coming at all. No. And I was just like, wow, I felt his pain. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, because to me, that set up anything, I mean, better than anything we saw in Batman v Superman for a reason why these dudes want to rip each other's heads off. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a long way to get there. I mean, this con- I, don't, I don't even remember the villain's name, but this contrived uh, dipsy do plot of him somehow bringing them together in this one moment at the end through all these random events i don't see that to me that was totally yeah that, that was not, that, that was not that necessary was, yeah to me it, it was a complicated road to get to where he wanted them to be but still i think the reveal of that moment was was worth it uh i just think they could have got there a little bit better lee what did you think and then i'll give my my take on what Clarence just said. I, I had a lot of the same thoughts. In fact, I, the, Zemo's plot, if I'm understanding it right, was basically to frame Bucky so that this fight would break out because he knew that would be a contentious point between Tony and Steve. But that's something that could actually bring them to fight. But in the end, I was 
looking at some of the plot points and saying, well, wait a minute, would, did Bucky then plant that bomb or not? I'm, I'm actually not clear what happened. But I think Clarence is right. In a way, that doesn't matter. What we want, we're trying to get to is this video. Hey, look who killed your mom. That's, that's my takeaway from comic book movies this summer. Do not mess with my mother. <laughs> you, you know, here, here's, a, here, here's, here's my take. Yeah. You know, I like that they introduced Zemo. I don't necessarily like how they reinvented him, changed his entire origin. And for the purpose of the movie, I felt we could have done without that. It made it a little bit contrived. And as I was sitting there watching it, what I was thinking was, how would I have reworked it to take Zemo out, but yet still have the same idea behind it? So let's assume for a moment uh, that, so bear with me here, but let's assume for a moment that the Avengers were in the same place that they were. They were um, doing the same things that they were doing, and that the uh, Winter Soldier, Bucky, just happens to be there at the same time they are and he is trying to help them or whatever he's doing but for some reason he's there they still have the explosion he gets blamed for it not Wanda that gets blamed for it then mm. the government re reveals to Tony as they're trying to make uh, you know the Avengers sign this accord that's when the government steps in and says okay you think that you know, superpowers don't need to be controlled. Look at this. They show the video of him killing, and then that's what motivates Tony. That, to me, would make a lot more sense of the division than the way they did it with Zemo. I think that's brilliant, and I know somebody I can ask, because I bet you 100 to 1 <laughs> that there is a draft of that script in which General Ross is the one who, who shows Tony that video. You know, and I'd be interested to know that because that, that to me would be a lot, you know, would make yeah. a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wasn't Hulk originally supposed to be in his movie? It seemed like I heard something early on that said he would be in this movie, but yeah. it kind of changed over time. I think this, this actually ends up being about um, uh, Chris Hemsworth and Mark Ruffalo's availability. I think so, too. Um, yeah, and... and um, um, Oh, but now I'm blanking her name, uh, Pepper Potts. Uh, <laughs> one of the most famous people in the world. What's her name? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Pepper Potts. Uh, uh, yeah. But but that's just like, um, you White know. Sanders' daughter, whatever her name right. is. Right. Gwyneth Paltrow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, yes. I will say that the Black Widow in this movie growed on me f for some reason. I liked her a lot more. Mm -hmm. Then, not that I never liked, I mean, not that I didn't like her, I did like her in the previous uh, versions. I would have rather have had the Wasp since she was an original, but for the, mm. you know, I still liked liked the way she was portrayed, but for some reason, I liked her a lot better in this movie. That's interesting. Yeah, I think it, it's fun to see Natasha being so so conflicted. And I know that as an actor, that, that ScarJo must really appreciate having that much to work with. But, I mean, she she, she even gets asked at one point, yeah, the, the double agent thing, it never quite leaves you, does it? You know? <laughs> that, right. that, that burns, man. That's like, hey, how, how much do I have to do to prove to you that I'm on your side? But we also know she's not 100% sure. 
Yeah. And, and that is, that's very, yeah, my heart goes out there in this picture. It's like, yeah, I, gee, I don't know what I'd do in her position either. It's. Yeah, I thought, I thought, you know, the way that they played the, her turning on Tony, because in the comic it was the reverse. There was part of Cap's team who was inserted into his team from the very beginning as a plant who was feeding information back to Tony's team of what the people were doing, you know, so there was a, there was a betrayal, so to speak, in the original, but, you know, I liked the way they did that. It worked with the story and it worked, I think, with her characterization and the back and forth she was having to, um, or having with T'Challa. Yeah. I mean, I also thought it was interesting, again, the airport scene, which seems like the pivotal one of the biggest scenes in the movie, uh, how they played out the fight. Because, I mean, Black Widow and, um, and, and, and um, what's his name? Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye. They should never be able to stand up against anybody on either team at any time. But they kind of still work them in to have meaningful roles, even though they're not the same caliber of hero as other guys. So I, th- I found that really interesting. And to me, also... In that fight scene, to me, the division was kind of absent in a way, because to me, he, he's sort of like Superman to me. He sh- <laughs> there shouldn't be anybody that can hang with him. Maybe Kyle can enlighten me more on no, this. No, no, no. You're 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 right. Uh, yeah. No, the, it's worse than that. He's Doctor Manhattan. Correct. <laughs> the the only thing I would change in in what you said, you 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 know, you are right in regards to especially Clint, but. With Natasha, she has a version. Now, Lee, correct me if I'm wrong here. And if anybody listening knows differently, correct me if I'm wrong. But she has a version of something of a super soldier serum that was given to her uh, in Uh her espionage training. Not necessarily that she's got super strength, but she is from the 40s, too, because she was... uh, she was that around. Is never conveyed in any Marvel no, movie. No, no, it's not conveyed in the movie, but but in yeah. the original, because there's a X Men comic from the '90s, or maybe even the late '80s, and it's a flashback with Wolverine in the 1940s, and he's fighting alongside Natasha and Cap in the 1940s. Interesting, interesting. So at the time when I was reading comics that had. That that was not part of her story at all. Um, yeah, and she's not the only Black Widow. There's there's other, you know, that's that's like the Winter Soldier is a title, not oh. necessarily just him. She's not the that's sole Black Widow. Oh. So. And what do you think about the other other serum injected people that they kind of just had no impact whatsoever but they kind of play like it would be this big thing at the end like that's that's an anti-climax <laughs> yeah again i thought that was just like what was the purpose well and and you know i i enjoyed that because i was thinking okay now we're going to open these pods and then we're going to have five superpower people blah, 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 blah. and so i was thinking this is already boring to me and then they were all dead and i said hooray <laughs> <laughs> so i enjoyed the fact that the script was sort of playing with us there i i you know so oh, that's what you thought was going to happen we're not going to do that yeah <laughs> they, they, they put us on that one <laughs> so i, Can I bring just... up two other comparisons with the batman superman sure um one of them is that um 
I guess this is a biggie, really, is that we were talking two episodes ago about the fact that, at least Kyle, you and I were, we were actually bored by the fact that Superman is dead at the end of this movie. And I thought, that's kind of a triumph of filmmaking, isn't it? They've managed to bore us with the fact that Superman <laughs> is dead. Right. You know? And I actually was sitting in the theater saying, I don't care. But when Rhodey fell out of the sky, I leaned forward my seat and said, oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know? So, but you know it, what's it, funny? It, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but, but, but go it's ahead. Just that it, it was such an illustration to me about how how deftly this film handles all the things that should have been right in Batman versus Superman, and they just just got it wrong. And I think it's for the exact reasons that you say. It's about tone. It's about this dark tone being forced onto those two iconic characters. But in this film, we're allowed to get involved and get close to more realistic, more credible people, even though they're obviously fantastic people. But you know, I, I've I've cared about Rhodey since since Iron Man. I you know I don't know, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know. So and, 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 I had another point about it, but I don't remember what. It was. No, no, no. But 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 it was funny <laughs> uh, that you said you were going no, no, no at that point because what what I find funny about that was in this particular movie, at least at that point, I was actually going yes, yes, yes. Because I was actually happy for some reason, his portrayal of how he interpreted this whole, you know, choosing sides. Of course, he's going to go with Tony. I mean, that's a given. He's going to be on Tony's side. However, you know, the the interaction that he had had with Falcon and the interactions that he had had with the others, it 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 was so, in my opinion, cold. To to but, to the way he treated them, it was like okay, finally you're getting yeah. you're getting your due. I mean, I can see him having that reaction greater than any other person actually because he is a government guy. So he's from that ilk. He knows how that works already, and that's kind of who true. he is. True. Yeah, the decision's already made in his mind. Yeah, yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, and and and, and in that same mentality, that mentality which would be. You're you're breaking the rules by saying this is you you disagree with this because like if I'm military that's what I'm going to do per se. But but right, but, yeah. but it's funny that you were saying no 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 that just that just stuck out to me when you said you were going no 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 because I literally <laughs> said yes. <laughs> well yeah I hear that but yeah I just want him to be okay. Uh, yeah. Give him to the next movie he'll uh, have right. cyber enhanced. Uh, cybernetics or something and he'll be fine i mean if if tony can walk around without a heart uh, he, can, uh, <laughs> right. he, he can have some synthetic legs or something yeah and and for some reason on a slightly different note for some reason i i haven't been as scared of a hero as i was when i saw uh, uh scarlet witch in the vision fighting and she like pushed him through those stories oh, and floors I yeah. I, like that was like the scariest moment i've seen from a superhero period i'm like no wow yeah and she's yeah, that, actually a done trip. a good job of portraying her i mean i thought she's done a very good job of you know the way she's mm-hmm. portrayed her whether it's uh supposed to be uh, um telekinesis or not you know i just like her portrayal yeah. And you got to think this a hard 
role to play because you're not actually doing anything. You're just kind of quint- contorting and <laughs> true, <laughs> making faces. That has to be a hard role to play, actually. True. She has a wonderfully expressive face, uh, the, the actress. Yeah, I, we, we see her her conflict, her turmoil throughout this. She, and, yeah. and the and the guy that plays the vision, you know, I think he's he's excellent at making you actually feel for someone who's a synthetic human being. Mm-hmm. Sure, he you kind know, of has the Vulcan mentality. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. He's very and, reasoning. And I like the way that he looks like a robot, but they didn't go too heavy into the. You know, oh, let's just make him look like an animated version, or, or basically making him look almost like Ultron. You know, he actually looks like a synthetic human being. Yeah, he could have been a CG character. That's true. Yeah, so, but they did. They did a very good job with him. So, uh, so let's go back to because uh, I skipped uh, back to Black Panther when we were talking about Ant Man slash Giant Man. Uh, uh-huh. th- th- that was a stain sailor for me. The way that they yeah. could uh, do the huge, tall, giant man look—that was that was so cool. Yeah, and yeah. fans of uh, the comics from you know, like me from the '60s, we're we're just waiting for it. You know, we we already have established him as Ant Man now, so we know that there's also the potential for him to go the other way. <laughs> let's mm-hmm. see it. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. What did you so, think, Clarence? Yeah, as as far as like special effects on that scene, they played them perfectly. I mean, I, I know nothing about the history of Giant Man, but it was natural that he was a little bit slower when he was huge. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, to me, even his giant, him being huge, was more more believable than some parts. Like the only part I really didn't like about the special effects in the movie is when they first 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 showed Spider Man. He looked a little CG. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, he was actually fighting. He looked a little bit more believable. But that's the only CG in the movie that I didn't like is when they first first introduced Spider Man when he kind of jumps in and takes Cap's shield. Uh, but yeah, the special effects for for Giant Man were great, uh, and just the Ant Man in general, his that the Paul Rudd and and just his character itself is just one that you just want to love. <laughs> he's funny and he's yeah, the moves that he do are pretty uh, astounding with the CG and stuff they can work in. So I, I love Ant Man. He's he's wonderful. Yeah, and there are um, speaking of Ant Man, there are two scenes in this movie that are, and I'll I'll send I'll post them on our website as well as sending to the both of you. But there's a, an Avengers comic cover that has Hawkeye with Ant-Man, you know, in the bow and arrow on the quiver or, you know, on the arrow itself about to be shot out. And they do that in the movie as well as at the end when uh, Captain America and Iron Man are having that final battle where he's using the repulsors at the shield. There's a scene or there's a comic cover as well for that and I'll send that to you but that I liked how they did that hom, you know homage or whatever um, to that that looked really cool it's something Marvel has committed to I think throughout these movies is that they're going that whenever uh, whenever possible maybe whenever uh, whenever it's artistically uh, appropriate to touch on those classic covers yeah 
Exactly. And of course, we get a delivery uh, FedEx from Stanley, so you couldn't, yeah. couldn't get any better than that. Stay. So were you yeah. happy with the end? Both uh, Clarence, you were about to say something, but also ask, answer that question. Uh, were you happy with the end? Uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. But just I, a little comment on your uh, last thing you said. is It's funny how in the Zack Snyder movies, those movies are very, very artistically shot. They're beautiful movies. Mm-hmm. But in the Marvel movies, what you get is a good movie and you have all these, like you just mentioned, homages to these covers or scenes from other uh, works that are very memorable and that will elicit this effect within you. So, I mean, just a difference of how they're approaching things. Uh, Again, my overall opinion of the movie, how I liked it, and I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. I really don't have many complaints at all about it again the plot could have been a little bit tighter uh but man anytime these guys are on screen i'm loving it they're these again they're people you want to hang out with because they're so cool and i'm ready for the next one uh this is the best one so far in my opinion a little a little tainted by the batman v superman and it's funny because the stories are somewhat similar in, in in a few ways and when I saw those same beats in this story, I was like, oh, it's kind of, that movie kind of spoiled that for me. So, but again, I, I, I enjoyed this movie greatly and I can't wait for the next one. All right, what about so, you guys? All right. So Lee, before you jump in, Clarence, how many cups of coffee? One to five? Uh, definitely five. All right. I have no complaints. Right. Lee, if you don't mind, I, 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 I've got, I've got a comment that I've got to take before you, do you mind? Uh, all right, so cl- you, you've said something about, you know, it's uh, the Zack Snyder, the cinematic, you know, it's wonderfully shot. Well, in my opinion, the Apple screensaver on my Apple TV that's live, that's moving through all these different uh, scenes are beautiful, somatic, wonderfully shot, but that does not mean I want to sit there for two and a half hours and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so, having said that, um, yeah, in, yep, reg- yep. <laughs> in regards to this movie, however, um, you know, I agree. The only thing I would take out was the Zemo. I would, uh, you know, the plot with him, you know, I would have that would have tightened up the story a little bit. But as far as enjoying it, I, hands down, 1,000 million percent, I enjoyed it much better than uh, the last uh, Avengers, even, but especially you know compared to Batman and Superman, but um, you know even better than the Avengers Two: Age of Ultron. I thought the this story was much much better done. I liked the ending with uh, Cap and Iron Man. You literally felt like you saw a friendship dissolve as the fight went away. You know, went on and on and on, and you saw that friendship go away. I I, I thought it was a very good movie, and I would definitely give it five cups of coffee without a doubt. So, Lee, take it. Uh, five venti espressos. Ah. Uh, yeah, and you know, as, as somebody who's real interested in, in the, the bigger meaning in our culture of these movies, I think it's real interesting that both of them, uh, I'm talking about Batman, Superman, of course, and Captain America Civil War, but both of them are trying to get at this question of what do you do with people who've got 
more powerful than the rest of the world is comfortable with? And that's a timely question. That's a real-world, real question that we're really worried about as real people. And this is a way of dealing with it. And, and I came away from Batman versus Superman not liking the answer. Um, and I came away from Captain America Civil War saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we believe in Steve because he's got, a, he's got a good heart. And he wants what's best for, for everybody. Um, and I compare that with the, the, the tone of just uh, out-and-out vengeance in uh, Batman versus Superman. I say, no, no, I don't think that's who we are. I, I don't want that to be who we are as a people. Uh, so, you know, take me back to the beginning of the episode. Team Captain America, all the way. Yeah, I mean, it's funny what you just said. Because Superman should have the same, have the heart of Captain America. Shouldn't he? Yeah, they, should, they should have the same heart in the dark, dark portrayal that we got is just not core to that character. At least in the version I know. I know there's different iterations, but yeah. in the version I know of Superman, he's more like Cap than like the Superman we saw in Batman v Superman. I agree. And, and you know, you you use the word vengeance, uh, Lee. You know, I want to, you know, make a comment on that. You know, while you were talking, I was picturing the scene that T'Challa had with Zemo right there at the end and where he says, you know, my time, you know, I'm not going to be about vengeance, you know, and, and the, the, the talons go away. And, you know, you're sitting there talking about the Superman, Batman whole movies being about vengeance. And in that I'm seeing in, in contrast to that, you've got black Panther who had just lost his father to violence and, you know, is saying, I'm not about vengeance, you know, and I think that's a very stark, contrast hmm. start no pun intended yeah so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i well gentlemen is there anything else we've got to say about civil war <laughs> i think we pretty much buried it under this <laughs> i think we did and you know yeah. I, I you know i've noticed i've uh, i was looking down at the timer I'll, I'll be honest with you when we were talking about you know superman batman other than saying I didn't like it, it, I was searching for things to talk about, and we were we're at the right at a little bit over fifty minutes here, oh. and I could still keep going, you know, even though we're at the end. But so that's a that's a testament to the movie itself. So kudos Indeed. to them. All right, well, Indeed. before we get going, um, gentlemen, I, I'll let you talk about what you're working on, and Lee, I'll start with you. Anything you're working on that you'd like to share with everyone? I'm writing a play, and uh, yeah, that means I can't talk about it. Ah, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Well, one thing before I turn the table back over to Clarence, uh, one thing I do want to remind everyone, go out and watch Herlock.us, because that is something I would like for the three of us to rewatch, especially myself and Clarence. I'm sure, you know, Lee, you're quite familiar with it, but I would like for us at yeah, some point... Yeah. Uh, to discuss that, so, sure. I Clarence, anything you're working on? Um, nothing in particular. I just said visit, visit my site, iamclarence.com, and also visit discussing who, and uh, we have posts there as well as you can actually hear the episodes. And uh, just real quick, uh, the domestic numbers, well, the worldwide grosses to date, uh, Cap Captain America Civil War is at 107 million, while uh, Batman v Superman is just at 868 million so it's about to catch it already and it 
just came out. So it'll pass it pretty soon. Absolutely. All right. Well, as always, you can catch Lee and I as well as being on here. You can also catch Lee and I on Doctor Who Podshock. We've got an upcoming episode coming out very soon. And you can follow us there on podshock.net. You can also find Lee uh, at, uh, what's your website, Lee? Excuse me. Shackelfordfreelance.com. Perfect. And, of course, don't forget about the Cultum Collective. You can get uh, Dave, you can get Ian, and a host of other, uh, other people as well on there. You can find them at cultum.com. So, potshot.net, cultum.com, and of course, discussingwho.com. So, gentlemen, unless you have anything else, I think the Civil War of Captain America has come to a conclusion. And with that, we are out of here. <laughs> <laughs>